Good morning. I was not sure whether I would need to wear my jacket or not, or my ties. So at least I kind of recognized nobody wore a jacket, so I kind of took off mine down there. I feel I am a stranger here. By the way, if you may know me, I don't know. I was born and raised in South Korea, and I came to this country when I was 29 years old. So still, my English, always I talk to my children, mine is broken English. And then I talk to my kids too. Well, guys, you were born here in this country in the southern, in the south. You do not speak English either. You speak only southern. Last year, when I came to Smoky Mountain District, one of my friends who serves one of the, our lay servant ministries, she says, well, Jay, welcome, welcome to the mountains. And I knew that she used to teach English as a second language in Western Carolina University. So I asked her, could you teach English? She said, no, we do not speak English here. We speak Appalachian. <laughs> so it's been interesting for me to learn more but guys, so let me just introduce wonderful things we do together. Because before the service, I saw wonderful things about your youth members, the young people, they went to the mission trips. And that was the same in my church in South Korea. My dad was a Methodist minister there, and I was very active in the youth group. But when we finished our mission trip, we gathered together in the church at a Sunday evening worship service, we had a great report about our mission trip. You may be wondering, what is a Sunday evening service? Yes, the Korean Methodists, they used to meet on Sunday evening. I don't know here. I believe we used to have a Sunday evening service too, right? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> In fact, the Korean Methodists, they love to meet together. They meet on Sunday mornings, just like us. And then they, after service, they do not go home, but rather they gather together the church fellowship, and they eat together. And after that, they gather again for Sunday afternoon worship. Actually, that is a substitute of the Sunday evening service. They used to stay in the church all day long, and they kind of realized that that's not effective, so they changed their worship time from 7 p.m. to 2 p.m. So that's why they gather together. But that's not it. They gather again on Wednesday night for service, and then Friday evening, actually Friday night, usually 8 o'clock or even 9 o'clock, they gather again for praise and prayer services. Can you imagine how many times they gather together? But that's not it, friends. Every day, they have morning prayers at 4.30 a.m. Uh, some people, oh no, that doesn't make sense, <laughs> right? So actually, in my father's church, they had two services for morning prayer service for people who need to work early enough. They gather together at 4.30. But for those who are lazy, just like me, have a, must have a good sound sleep, they get together at 6 a.m., and I love United Methodist. We do not have that kind of a service anymore. <laughs> Dear friends, 
In fact, today's scripture reading is about mission report. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, Jesus was heading toward the city of Jerusalem. And he knew that it was a special trip because in Jerusalem, he knew that he would be suffered and be dead and complete salvation. But many people, they did not know what was going on. So Jesus had a sense of urgency for missions. That is why we know he has 12 disciples. But he gathered some more. He called several names. Hey, Jed, come on here. Hey, Mike. Hey, Becky, come on here. So he called about 70 people. Some different versions say 70. Some of them say 72. We are not sure exactly how many. But 70 or 72 represents the many people, including all nations. And then Jesus committed them, commissioned them, and to send them to every town and place. Again, every town and place. We do that. That does not make sense. How only 70 people can go every town and place? But as we understand, the Gospel of Luke focus on evangelizing and reaching out to not only the Jews, but Gentiles. So Gospel of Luke focuses on all nations, all people, the older people, the younger people, children, infants, the widowed and married, whoever they are, the Gospel is reached out to all people. And Jesus sends them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. And these people, they did a great ministry, just like our youth group. They had a fun time. They were an exciting time. So when they came back and reported what had happened, they were excited. That's why the Bible says they were rejoicing. They were rejoicing. But Jesus was not there. That was not enough for Jesus. Jesus always wants us to go deeper. That's why Jesus says to his disciples, Hey guys, do not be rejoicing with what you have done. When you proclaim the word in my name, that even demon spirits were casting. But that is not enough. You must rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Again, many times these disciples, they were excited about what they are doing, and that's the same for us, right? While we are doing great children's ministry or youth ministry or adult ministry, we are getting excited. We see the result, the fruits, and then we are rejoicing. But Jesus talked to his disciples, do not rejoice with what you have done, but rejoice because you are Beloved God's daughters and sons. You are co-heirs with me in the kingdom of the Lord. Your identity itself is enough. Friends, what you are doing is not that important, but who you are is good enough. Sometimes we human beings, we talking about what we are doing. Oh, I'm a DS. Oh, he must be a successful minister. We focus on what we do. But Jesus wants us to see who we are. 
And then Jesus said some more. Well, friends, today, you are exciting about what you have done. But I am thankful for God because all of them has been done by the gracious will of God. And God did not reveal to the intelligent or the wise, but God revealed this to infants. Dear friends, we do not know exactly who were the 70 people there. They might have some school teachers, pastors, I don't know exactly. But those nameless 70 people represent ordinary people just like you and me. We may think we just saying that we may not be enough, good enough to God's work. We may not be good enough to claim that we are a Christian. But that is not true. Whoever we are, it is done by God's grace. It is not about you and me. It's about God's grace. I don't know if you have not been in the mission trip. I encourage you, invite you to be part of the mission trip. It will change your life. It will bring newness in your spirit. You may experience something great. So I want to invite you to be involved in mission trips, locally or globally, wherever you are needed. But through that moment, you will learn that we are connected to one another in the love of God. And I believe that is the church. This morning, I was very excited when I came in. I saw so many young people here. So many diverse people here, many children. I have three children. They are all grown-ups now. But children, thank you so much for being here with your moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas because God loves you. And you are precious child of God. And that is what God, Jesus was rejoicing. By the way, friends, if we read the New Testament, Jesus is always serious because he has a great burden to save the whole world, including you and I. But this particular scripture reading from Luke chapter 10, it says, Jesus was also rejoicing. Can you imagine the laughter, the big smile of Jesus Christ? The smile of Jesus is from you because of you. Jesus was rejoicing. Because of who we are, Jesus was rejoicing with others. Well, friends, I will not preach long. Of course, again, I do not know exactly your tradition here. But I want to make sure that our worship is not the end with this. This is like an appetizer. You know that? So as we gather together, this is a great moment. We report and we uh, had fist bump each other and we welcome and we greet each other. But this is an just appetizer. When we leave this place, that is the real time for us to do God's missions and ministries. I'd love to ask Reverend Becky next Sunday, what kind of joys you have heard from your members this week? If you are students, 
go to the summer school or camp, rejoice there and live like a Christian. If you are working here in town, in your workplace, share your smile, share your hugs, and share your hospitality and kindness to your fellow workers so that people may know that the Christ goodness is and among us. And then when we gather together, can we have the great mission report next Sunday? In a sense, every Sunday will be we will doing the great mission report one another. There must be celebration among us in the presence of God. Dear friends, let me finish with one little story. Many years ago, I led a mission trip to Alaska with our church members. I was the youngest one at the time. And all the volunteers, our mission team, we have about 25 members, were mid-70s and up. And then more than half was female members. So I started to worry, oh, how can we build a house for Habitat for Humanity in Alaska? Maybe I'll be the one who really work everything. On the flight, I start to worry and pray, Lord, help me, so that I can survive for one great mission trip with these great people. I was fascinated how much they can do, how much they can accomplish within that short 10 days mission trip. We helped a lot. We cut lots of, I mean, the trees and then helped the, can cut it for the uh, winter season so that people can come and take their, I mean, the, the wooden, uh, the, for the, their fires at their homes and everything. And I was amazed how those elderly members, they work hard. Even the ladies, when I was struggling with the hold the lumber, they came to me, Jay, go away, beside and then they held. I was fascinated, and I learned that uh, through that experience that, well, I thought that ministry is for the pastors. But through that experience, I learned that ministry is not for the pastors. It's for everyone, whether they are young or old, male or female. And when I came back from that trip, I was much matured as a Christian. Dear friends, I invite you to do some little things with your hands. Not just simply sending check uh, toward others, but with your little hands, you may cook for your neighbor who have lost their loved ones. With your little hands, you may write a small card for your loved ones. The other day I received a small card from a local church. It says, Pastor Jay, thank you for preaching at my church. I can imagine only a five-year-old girl wrote that card for me. As we bring our hands together and rejoicing in God's missions, God will transform the world in and through us. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.